This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Alongside Claire Allen, CKNW contributor, who I was just emailing earlier. I'm like, I don't have enough Claire in this show. Where are you? You've been very busy putting this segment together. Yeah. Tell us everything. Well, Jody, are you someone who, you know, loves this sound? Do you know what that is? I do. That's a pop can I, or a beer can. It could be. But, uh, well, but for our purposes, I'm it's not, a pop can. I'm not a soda drinker. That's I, in- I like bubbly water, but I like, I'm, yeah. I've never been, uh, you know, I've never had to wean myself off sugary drinks. We'll put mm-hmm. it that way. Growing up, my dad loved Coca-Cola. So that was something I would hear all the time. Mm. I think he could drink like way too many, not not good for his health to drink that much Coca-Cola. You can get addicted to Coca-Cola like you can a coffee because the caffeine in it, yeah. not not to mention the sugar. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, don't get me wrong, on a hot day, I love myself a nice Coca-Cola, but not a 72-ounce vat of it. Yeah, and especially the older formulations, right? We're right. very different. Yes. Well, if you do like that sound, it's going to get a lot more, well, a little bit more expensive. So in yesterday's budget, Jody, the provincial government revealed that they'll be applying the provincial sales tax, which is 7% to carbonated sugary drinks. So this means that your $2 can of pop is going to cost you 14 cents more okay. after July 1st. So the government projects that this tax will generate $27 million of revenue in 2020 and then $17 million more, $37 million uh, of revenue in 2021, which is bigger because we're this year we'll be starting off in July, so we won't be able to collect as much. Gotcha. However, you know, this is, being, this is a a uh, hot topic. People feel one way or the other about this. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Tom Warsharski is the chair of the Childhood Obesity Foundation. He's been calling for these for this sort of tax for years. So obviously, he's very pleased with this initiative from the government. Well, it's good news because sugary drinks are the largest single source of added sugar in the Canadian diet. And we know the evidence is really, uh, I would say, uncontestable that added sugar has detrimental effects on our health. In particular, liquid added sugar contributes to unhealthy weights, overweight and obesity, with all the attendant chronic diseases associated with that. That's type 2 diabetes, heart disease, 13 different cancers. But added sugar, in particular sugary drinks, are also associated with diabetes, heart disease, and hypertension, regardless of your weight. So you have a product that's out there, widely consumed, which triggers more than its share of healthcare costs, yet isn't contributing anything to help defray these costs. So this this move was long overdue. So, you know, he's obviously in favor, but of course, there's the other side. And Always. Jim, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Jim Getz is the president of the Canadian Beverage Association, and he is not happy about the tax. Well, we're a little disappointed about it because a 7% increase in uh, people's grocery cart bills uh, is not a positive thing and will take money out of people's pockets um, that uh, that they could be spending on, on other things as well uh, in the grocery store when people want to have uh, their favorite beverage. Uh, we're also a little bit concerned about, uh, from what I've read in the budget, from the scope of it, that this tax would also apply to beverages that have either no sugar in it or, or no calories, which seems a little counterproductive when, of course, uh, both government and, and our industry, quite frankly, um, are, are actively wanting to reduce calories uh, in people's diets. So um, this has been discussed for a while within government, but uh, it's disappointing that, uh, from what I've initially read, the, uh, the scope of it. 
Obviously, so, the beverage industry is not going to be pleased yes. with an increased tax on their of goods. Of course. So I mean, you get it. but they will just pass that price on to the consumers. So that's sure. why it really matters what, you know, what our, what we think, what the listeners think, what, you know, the sugar con- sugary drink consuming public thinks. So what do you think, Jody? Do you think that this will reduce the consumption of sugary sweetened beverages or carbonated sugary beverages? For some, but just like the smoker who's been smoking since cigarettes were $1.75 a pack and now they're what, $20 a pack mm-hmm. or whatever. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, and yes, I think it does impact people uh, negatively in the sense that if you can no longer afford that, but in terms for me with a 12 year old, I'm totally fine with things that aren't good for my boy being more expensive. I would like to see some offset for healthy food being less expensive. I'd right. like there to be a give there. That'd I want to nice. know where that tax is going. Mm-hmm. Well, they, well, this tax they said will help with like healthcare and stuff like that. So fair. I mean, that is fair, totally. Yeah. Um, but there's actually some really interesting research from our neighbors to the South in Seattle. So sales of sugar sweetened beverages in stores in Seattle dropped 30.5% in the months after the city adopted a tax on such beverages. Wow. And when they looked at Portland, which does not have a tax and look to see what the sugary drink sort of rate was, that um, their sales only declined by 10.5. So that suggests that uh, the sales in in Seattle dropped much more when they did have this tax. So, you know, there is some argument to be made that this will change the the, uh, behavior of consumers. So, well, let's open up the phone lines on this so we can get on it, but stay stay with me here because I want your opinion on it. 604-280-9898. 604-280-9898. What do you think about the sugar tax? And I know there are going to be people that want to talk just about taxes in general. Let's just be specific to this one because I really expected when I said off the hop of this show with Gord McDonald, when Gord's like, maybe I'm an old guy, but Mm. I have no problem with this tax. I was like, oh, well, I'm an old gal right next to you (laughs) because I have no problem I don't like taxes, but if you're going to tax sugar, fine, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. You know, we've learned a lot about sugar. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 hands free. What about you though, Claire? Do you have an opinion on this either way? Are you a sugary beverage type of person? I'm not a sugary beverage type of person, but I also feel like I I, I don't know how much I like the government inter- interfering in my choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like that should be a choice that people make for themselves. Like if you want to drink Coca-Cola, sure, that's on you. But 7% isn't a huge it's, deal breaker, it's right? It's not a huge deal breaker, right? Like yeah. we've seen other cities have, um, and countries have had these certain taxes, these sugary, sweet, or sugary sweetened beverage, such a mouthful too. I know, I love uh, it. Taxes. Good. And they've been much more than just 7%. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess maybe this is the lesser of all of them. Yeah. So for me, that's not a big deal, but I don't really like the idea of the government really getting involved in what choices I want to make. And also I like what you said, is that if you do tax these things that they believe are are, un, are not healthy, then there should be a break on things that are healthy because healthy yeah. food is very expensive. It's unbelievable. You can get a supersized meal of beige food that's 99% deep fried mm-hmm. for $3. Right. And you cannot, like, you can get five blueberries off season for $3. Yeah, exactly. Like, I thanks. mean, to eat, a, to eat a healthy meal and buy fresh produce, it's it costly. Can, it's, yeah, exactly. It's such a I barrier a for people. I got a smoothie the other day. You know, when you go and you get the green drink, you're like, give me the, give me the good smoothie. Was it seven bucks? 11. Oh, 11 before taxes. Jody Vance and Claire Allen in for Simi right now, continuing our conversation about BC's tax on sugary drinks. Will it curb your consumption of said sodas, sugary pops, and energy drinks, which mm-hmm. come into play? Uh, phone board, 
lit up, you can chime in 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Let's start with Chris in Maple Ridge. Welcome to the show. Hey there. Hey. So, I mean, I I don't have a problem with this tax. I think sugary drinks are the death of many people, but let's just look at those coffee shops on every street corner. And my wife, who is actually literally addicted or has been addicted to chai lattes Mm -hmm. at Starbucks, Mm -hmm. grande chai latte, 42 grams of sugar, 240 calories compared to a can of Coke has 39 grams of sugar. Does your wife know that she's consuming that much sugar? Like, is She, co- she has been addicted twice and I've been able to get her off them twice. Yeah, now she's into London Fogs, which is probably just as much sugar. Go half sweet London Fog, trust me. I have one of those at like a week. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, got to right, half yeah. sweet it because that the couple of pumps of the little the syrup, yeah, the pretty yeah, little syrup bottle. Ex- yeah. Extra vanilla, yeah. Oh, uh, grande, grande salted caramel uh, latte or something like that from Starbucks. I just looked it up. 65 grams of sugar in wow. one drink, 490 calories. I remember looking at Frappuccinos because oh, in the summertime the when everybody's like, oh, I'm just going to go grab myself a Frapp. It's like, that is a milkshake with extra yeah, sugar in it. You just dump sugar yeah. on it. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Hey, thanks for that, Chris. That's sure. so interesting, Jody. I hadn't even thought no. about that. You know that what? Aspect. Our listeners are smart. <laughs> uh, Wes and Victoria, welcome to the show. What's your uh, thought on this? Oh, hey, guys. Hey. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Of course. I, I, something along the same lines. Um, I was just wondering with things like uh, Diet Coke or Coke Zero or Pepsi Max, are those going to be taxed the same way because they come from a corporation that serves Coca-Cola, which has a lot of uh, sugar in it, from- as well as places like Jugo Juice or Booster Juice? When you go to any of those places, you're getting a, a smoothie or a juice from Sunlight Purse. Uh, Sunrise juice boxes you put in the kid's lunch, they've got a lot of sugar as well. So is that tax going to be evenly applied across the board with respect to those things? Mm -hmm. So from what I understand is that this is a carbonated beverage tax and that those diet diet drinks are included. So yeah, I mean, that's one of the issues. (laughs) Right, exactly. Because you would argue some of those drinks say zero grams of sugar, right? Like you've seen Coke Zero, whatever. replacement for the person who maybe has that addiction to Pepsi. We keep saying Coke, so equal time. Uh, Have that sugary drink that they're so used to having and then they default to maybe a diet alternative. I wonder, however, if that gets into like sodas and Perrier's and San Pellegrino's and is it anything with bubbles? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or is it everything with sugar? Thanks for that, Wes. I appreciate the phone call. 604-280-9898. Star 9898 on your cell if you'd like to chime in on uh, what we think about BC's tax on sugary drinks or carbonated sugary drinks, energy drinks and the like. Will this curb your consumption of those drinks? Ben in Vancouver, you're on the air. Thanks for calling. Hey, thanks for having me on. No problem. Uh, I'm I'm also a fan of the London Fog, so I usually ask them to go easy on the syrup, but that's good to know for future reference. Half sweet. (laughs) Half sweet London Fog. Yeah. Yeah. um, Well, actually, you clarified one of my questions, which is going to be, are they going to end up inadvertently taxing high sugar products that are actually pretty good for you, like a lot of concentrated... uh, you know, off-the-shelf uh, juice drinks, they on paper, they're very high on sugar, but, you know, the intake is supposed to be low, and they mm. are, you know, fairly good for you. Pomegranate juice comes to mind in my, it, yeah, as, a, as a one, like it. the palm, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, some of these things, they are very high in, in sugar, but you, I think you clarified my question there with the fizzy drinks. My other comment, too, though, was going to be, um, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of consumption taxes, and sin taxes are okay, too. Uh, we've been doing it for, you know, hundreds of years, but, um, I think that they should really take a look at taxing uh, 
sodium. I'm, I'm a low-tax guy, but I can see a good tax when I see it. And there are some products out there that have astronomically high levels of sodium. Ben, get your hands off my salt and vinegar chips, day. man. Well, you're you're treading well, careful. No, no, I see what you're saying. There are worse crooks than that. There are worse culprits than that. Even I know. The stuff that a lot of people are dependent you're right. on. It's really bad stuff. And, yeah. uh, I'm, you know, it, we're talking a lot more about health these days. I think uh, government might want to look at that, too. Yeah, you know what? You make a good point in that regard. I was very, I was very, but it's my heart rate went up on my salt and vinegar old Dutch there, buddy. (laughs) But you're right. It's a slippery slope. It is. It is a slippery slope. Because then who's in charge of your ability to have your Hawkins cheesies because you know what a portion size is versus somebody who buys a humongous bag and eats them all in one sitting? Yeah, I mean, like somebody, I, I enjoy eating a burger from McDonald's every once in a while. Me too. But so am I going to be punished because I want to indulge every once in a while? Right. But, you know, you that's, that's the thing. It's a slippery slope. Kennedy in Vancouver, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Uh, I was wanting to add something uh, because of your previous callers. Sugar is under so many names that you can't just look for sugar anymore. Mm-hmm. Fructose, glucose, glucose, fructose, monopoly. Whatever. Palm, palm sugar. They're going to call it tax toast soon. All of that's just tax <laughs> and all. <laughs> but what, where do you land syrup. on this? Do you, do you have a syrup. problem? Do you have a problem with uh, the, the, the carbonated sugary drinks being tax 7%? Where do you land on that? I'm on, on the that? fence about yeah. that because I know that it does cost the system more money in the end to mm-hmm. take care of people who consume those beverages. Right. I consume a lot of them myself. But um, the point I actually wanted to call in about wasn't uh, exactly the carbonated beverages. It was potato chips. Because in England, there's potato chips. They have a snack tax, and then they have a different kind of a tax that applies to potato chips. Hmm. That is why you have uh, Pringles. Pringles are not potato chips. They are a snack product. They are reconstituted potato product. That makes them not a potato chip, thereby not applicable to the taxes on potato chips. But they they would be under the snack tax. Right. Which is cheaper, oh. cheaper than the, the consumer potato. than a potato that. chip. So if you're eating like, you know, a regular chip, like I say a Lay's chip in the UK, you'd be hit with double tax, snack tax you, and potato chip tax? Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Kennedy, thanks for the <laughs> intel, buddy. Next time we travel to the UK, pack bring, your yeah, chips. Bring your own. <laughs> bring your own snacks. Stephen in Abbotsford, welcome to the show. Hi, nice talk with you. Good to have you on. What do you think? Um, well, I'm a nurse. I just wanted to look at this from like a health perspective. Like we have cigarette tax, um, uh, taxes on cigarettes are like hundreds of percent. But I think we should do the same thing with sugar. Mm. The amount of impact it has on like uh, leading to cancer, the development of cancer, obesity, diabetes, everything else that goes along with it, and the impact that we have to pay pay for the upkeep of and the health of people is is the same as having cigarettes. Smoke. It's, you make a good point. Stephen, I have to say before we run out of any time here, thank you for what you do. Because nurses, oh, it takes thank special you. people to do that gig. And, and for you to even take the time to call in and, and share that, because that's part of this puzzle that I think is easy to sort of not ignore but gloss over, mm-hmm. is people like Stephen on the front lines are seeing the, the impact of sugary drinks or cigarettes or, or just high fat Diets, diets like yeah. and and oftentimes people can't afford the nutritious d- diet or have no idea how to cook. Yes, you know, so they default to what's easy. Yes, I actually just spent some time at the Healthy Heart Program at St. Paul's oh, did and you? learned a lot about 
um, to, about what they teach there about mm-hmm. it, changing people's diets and learning about what contributes to heart problems that are in, that's in our diet already. And you know, they actually said that a lot of people it is a barrier. The price is a barrier, and also, like you said, a lot of people don't know what constitutes as a healthy meal. They really don't know what constitutes as a healthy meal, and they shouldn't be punished for that. And but that's. What, an educational piece, like having someone on like Alyssa Bowman, who's a holistic nutritionist, mm-hmm. she, she dials it down to here are some simple things that you can do. I think that the onus should be on, or maybe the tax dollars should go towards more than just a food guide. Yeah. Here's a, here's a triangle for you to follow. Like, But the argument is, is that this is the way they're going, the government, this is the way they're going to get you to pay attention to your health is by hitting you in the wallet, right? right? So, true. I mean, I don't know if I love the tax, but I could see where it can be effective. It yeah. is only 7%, so 14 cents on your $2 can of pop. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm glad let's we go talked ahead. it through. 331-BUZZ, 604-331-2899. That's a great conversation. Thanks for your work yeah, there, Claire. Get your uh, $2 pops in before get, July. Get them in before July.